0: Today, we'll be doing the exact same sermon I preached on last Sunday. So for those on Instagram, I know you heard it, but just sit with us and hear it again. Maybe God needs you to hear this word again. So we'll be looking at Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We'll be in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I'm going to give you some time to get there. Also know because of... The inauguration on Wednesday, we will not have Bible study on on this Wednesday, Um, so we'll have this Wednesday off because of the inauguration. Uh, We will not have Bible study on this Wednesday. We're in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Thank you so much, Michonne, for tuning in. We're so grateful for you and um, your family for watching us and hanging in there with us. The Briggs family, thank you so much. Kenneth and um, Nicole, thank you all as well. If we have any uh, visitors, please let us know. Send us a chat that you're a visitor. Let us know where you're from so we can respond back to you. If you need prayer, you can call us at 301-653-6219. You can text us at that number. Text, send a text that you need prayer, and we'll be praying for you. Um, you'd like to join a church, you can Text us at 301-653-6219 as well. Um, You want to accept Christ, you can text us at that same number, 301-653-6219. We're in Acts. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let us read. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you shall receive power... When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. On this morning, I would like to speak to you as our theme for this year, Growing People to Reach the Lost growing people to reach the lost. But on this morning, I would like to talk to you from the topic, the mission of the church. The mission of the church. The mission of the church. Every organization has a mission statement. A mission statement tells us what the overall goal is of that organization or company. For instance, Apple' mission is to bring the best personal computers, products, and support to students, businesses, and consumers in 140 countries around the world. Chick-fil-A mission says, Chick-fil-A mission is to be an American, I mean, to be America's best quick-serving restaurant, to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with us. Here at Clinton Baptist Church, we have a mission statement. Our mission is to lead people to grow in their relationship with Christ by creating a place in which children and adults are encouraged to learn and to apply God's Word, building relationships with each other through serving in our church and community while showing the love of God towards one another, internally and externally. We grow, we serve, we love. All of these mission statements gives us the overall picture of what this organization or church is about. It lays out for us what our goals are and, and where we're we trying to go and and what we and how we trying to accomplish it. And here in this text in in Acts chapter 1 verse verse 8 Jesus Christ who who writing in the red letter informs us and and, and lets us know what the mission of the church is. He, he, he lets us know that, that the church have a mission, that the church is not just doing what it want to do, that the church should not just do what it want to do or, or do what they think is right. But, but, but Jesus Christ says for, for the universal church, what is the kingdom church, here's the overall mission of the church. He says here in, in, in verse number eight, he lays out for us the, the mission of the church he lays out lawanda he lays out marvin he lays out joe and pandora and sean the 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 mission of the church and 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 if we're going to uh 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 if we're going to fulfill the mission of the church he says the first thing that we we need to do is rely on the holy spirit he says if, if he, he gives us he lays out for us the mission of the church but he tells us if, if we're gonna if we're going to, Fulfill the mission that God has for, for his church, that Jesus has for the, for the church, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Look what he says, look what he says, look what he says. He says, here in verse 8, he says, but you shall receive, watch this, the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He says, if we're going to fulfill the mission of the church, we got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. He said that we, we shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit has, has come among us, has come a, upon us. The, the, the power, this word power is not just a natural power. This, this word power is not just a, a, um, a, uh, um, a physical power. This is, this is not like a physical strength power or, or a natural power. This word power actually means it's, it's a supernatural power. It's a power that, that, that comes from a power source of God. Oh, that's good stuff. It's, it's power, uh, Sister Mercy, it's power, Sister Pope, that comes from the, the power source of God. He says that if we're going to fulfill the mission or fulfill the calling that God has for the church and, and for your life and for my life, we have to rely on the power of God. He said that we gotta we gotta rely on the on the power of of the Holy Spirit. We gotta rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, which is a supernatural power, Deacon Dixon. That 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 comes from the power source of God, Brian Madison, the, uh, Pastor Madison. Th- th- this is the power that 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 God gives that we have uh, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Sister Shirley. This power comes from God, and watch this. This this power is seen all throughout the Bible, Sister Bonnie. This power, Sister Tanya, this power, Sister Shorty, this power, this power, Candy, this power is seen all throughout the Bible. Every time you see the, the, the work of God in a, in a miracle, Sister Tanya, in a miracle, or you see the, the work of God in a sign of wonder, this, this is the power that he's talking about. He says that uh, we're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to come amongst us. And he said that we're going to fulfill the mission of the church. we got to rely on the power. But the problem is, the problem is, the problem is, the problem is, is that we have the power, but we don't rely on it because you and I who are saved and already surrendered our life to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we already have been and within us the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit living in us, meaning that we had this same power that they were waiting on. We already have it. But the problem with the church is that we can't operate in a power that God has placed in us because we want to do things our way. We want to do ministries how we want to do ministries. We want to do ministries in the a, in a way we want to do ministries. We, we don't want to rely on the Holy Spirit. We want to rely on our, on our own power. And the problem with the church is that we, we don't want to uh, 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 rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to do ministry. we rely on our own selves. He said that we got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is why in the church there's no, no life changing. This is why in, in the church there's no breakthrough. This is why in the, in the church there, there, there's no chains being broken. This is why in the church there, there's no healing because we rely on our own power and not relying on the power of Jesus Christ. Brother James, uh, Sister Vicky, we got, we got to rely on the power. I heard, I heard one pastor says if the, if the Holy Spirit leave, the church wouldn't even know it because they don't rely on it anyway. This, this is where we at, Sister Lisa. This is where we at, Gloria and Dale. This, this is where we at. He says, if we're going to fulfill the mission of the church, we got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. We trying to do ministry in our own power. We're trying to do the ministry of marriage in our own power. That's why our marriage is not going well. We're trying to do the ministry of singleness in your own power. That's why single people are failing every single day as it comes to to the glory of God. We're trying to do uh, 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 witnessing and going out and do this ministry and that ministry for for God in our own power. And what we do, this is what we do. We, We will come up with an idea or an event. And then at the end, we'll pray and say, God bless it. That's not relying on the Holy Spirit. That's not relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. He says we're going to fulfill the mission of the church. We got to fulfill it with the power of the Holy Spirit. We got to depend and rest in the power that God power will will do everything we need. He says that that if we're going to fulfill the mission of the church, we got to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. We got to rely on on the power of the Holy Spirit and like I said earlier, a lot of us not relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. We preaching without the power of the Holy Spirit. We teaching without the power of the Holy Spirit. We serving without the power of the Holy Spirit. We we, we not relying on the Holy Spirit. We were we relying on our on our own wisdom. We relying on our own power. We relying on our own experience. We got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. We got to know that the Holy Spirit has power to change lives and not us. Look at this. Look at this. Turn to uh, turn to Acts chapter uh, 19. Turn to Acts chapter 19. Look what happens when you don't rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Look what happened in ministry when you want to do things your way. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. We're going to start off verse 11. Watch what happened when they don't rely on the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. Acts chapter 19, verse verse 11 look what it says it said now God worked unusual unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirits went out of them you see that Paul has so much power and we relied on the power of the Holy Spirit that when his clothing articles was taken to the sick, the disease, and those with evil spirits, it will, it will heal them from their issue. That, that's power, that's relying on the power. But watch what these other guys do. But then there were some itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Verse 14, also there were seven sons of Sceva, Jewish chief priests, who did so. And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out the house naked and wounded this became known both to all Jews and Greek dwelling in uh, uh, Ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified wow you see that this this, this what happens when you when you don't rely on the holy spirit that, that 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 you trying to cast out will jump on you and and wear you out. That's why ministry in your life is so hard. You trying to do what God called you to do and you realize I can't do it. it, It's so hard. Every time I go somewhere, a door closed. Every time I'm trying to do this, God, you told me go do it, but I'm having difficult challenges in doing what you asking me to do and you called me to do. Maybe it's because you ain't relying on the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're not leaning on the power of the Holy Spirit. You trying to get that job on your own. You trying to get that car paid on your own. You trying to get that house on your own. own. You trying to get that husband or that wife on your own and God says rely on my power. Says we're going to fulfill the mission of the church. We got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit because the power of the Holy Spirit is the only one that's going to help us in fulfilling the mission that, we, that the church has. We can't do it ourselves. I know you're strong. I know you're mentally strong. I know you tough and you, you grew up in a time where you, where you had to be tough. Well you where you don't fight. you fight, you 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 got it all together. You powerful, you can you can handle anything. I got tough skin. I got a uh I got feathers like a duck, water just roll on down them. It don't penetrate me. But God says if you're gonna do this ministry, if you're gonna do this mission, you gotta rely on the power of God. You're gonna have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Deacon Dixon, you're going to have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, Leonard and Danita. You're going to have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, George, and sister Sadie. You're going to have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, Cheeks. You're going to have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, we're going to fulfill the mission that God has. We're going to have to rely on the the power of the Holy Spirit. And now we come in verse 8. We're still in verse 8, and he says as we look at this mission of the church, he says, When we look at this mission of the church, the second thing we see is that Jesus Christ gives us the mission. He lays out for us what the mission. He says, okay, if you're going to fulfill the mission, you're going to have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And now he says, okay, here's the mission. Look what he says. He says in verse 8, you should be a witness of me. Here's the mission. The mission of the church, the call, the ecclesia." the gathering of, of the elect, the, the believers, the blood-washed ones, the one who's surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. He says that you be witness of me, that, that, that you be a witness of me. I like this because this, this, this call to, to witness is not just to pastors. This, this call to witness are, are not just to deacons. This call to witnesses is not just the leaders in the church. This call to witnesses is not just to evangelists evangelists, and, and, and missionaries. and, and missionaries. This, this call to witnesses is called to everyone who is a believer in Christ. He says that if, we, if, we, if, if we're going to fulfill the mission, you got to know what the mission is. And here's the mission, that you be a witness of Jesus Christ. He says that the mission is that you be a witness of Jesus Christ. Now, there's two forms of witnesses. There's two forms of witnesses that that you can be for Jesus Christ. He said one one form of witness is that you you live a life that show that you are a representation of Christ. So you witness with your life. Your life, the way you live, is is a living testimony, is a witnessing of who Christ is in your life. So now he says that you got to be a witness of him. Are you living a life that is a witness of Jesus Christ? When your coworkers talk to you on the phone, do they know that you're a Christian by how you live and what you say and how you respond? Do the, do the players on your, 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 your sport team, do they, do they know who you are? Do they know you're a Christian? Do they know by how you live and, and how you play the game and, and how you walk and how you talk that, that you're a believer in Jesus Christ? Is your life an example of, of, of you being a witness of Jesus Christ? Do you do your barber know that you you're you a Christian? Do your, your hairstylist know that you're a follower of Jesus Christ? Not by what you say, but how you live your life? Is your life a, 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 a example of who God is in your life or how, how powerful he is, how wonderful he is, and how you live for him and don't live for this world? How are you living? Do your friends know? Do your parents know that you're a Christian by how you live living? Or they question your Christianhood. They question your Christian card. I don't know, but are you living a life that is set apart where people see you and know that you're a believer? Watch this, I, I said it at the other service that 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 one thing uh, uh, people come to Christ not really by what we say, but what they see in us. You gotta understand you if you're not living for God and being a witness for God in your life, you gotta step your game up. Is your reactions when when conflict comes, when, when, when circumstances come, do your the way you react is is it godly? It it is it, your is your um response. Is, is it in a way that, that, that's showing that you are a believer in Jesus Christ? He says that we gotta be a witness of him. And the first witness is how you live your life. How you live your life, are you living your life that will be a witness of Jesus Christ, that other people may see your life and want to follow Jesus Christ because the way you responded and the way you act to things. So he says he we gotta be a witness. And one of the greatest part of being a witness is, is how we live for Christ. The second way we, he tells, I mean, we can witness is by what we say. It's by what comes out of our mouth, how we talk. How we talk, LaShel, how we talk, Howard. how we talk, Dominique, how we talk, DJ and Lena, Lord Linda, how we talk, Linda. He says that the way we we can be a witness is is tell people. Tell people who Jesus is. Tell people about the Lord. Tell people that that he's your God and and he's your Savior. Some of you are probably saying, well, Pastor I I don't know what to say. All you got to do is tell them scripture. Say, look, I I know Jesus, uh, John 3, 16. Tell him that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Tell them that he who has the Son has life, and he who do not have the Son do not have life. Tell him that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that you shall be saved. Tell him that he came to give us life and give it more abundantly. Tell them the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Tell them scripture. Tell them about Jesus Christ. Are you telling them about Jesus Christ? Are you out there telling people about who Jesus is? He said that we are to be, here's the mission that we tell people about Jesus Christ. That we live a life that is set apart, that is a witness of who Jesus is to us, and also let them know by our mouth of who Jesus is. Some of you probably say, Well, Pastor Pew, I'm a new Christian. Or oh, I don't know the Bible like you. Or oh, I don't know the Bible like that. Well, all you got to do is tell them your story. Tell them I don't know all the Bible, but what I do know, I was dead, and now I'm alive. I was dark in sin and I had no life in me, but now I have eternal life because I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. Let them know that you used to be a drug dealer, but now you're a preacher. Let them know that you used to be a whoremonger, but now you're a wife and a husband. Let them know that you used to be a liar, but now you tell the truth. Let them know you used to be a thief, but now I give. Let them know that I know Jesus is my savior and that he lives for me. I don't know the Bible, but I know what he did in my life. I know I was on my way to hell and I was going to hell to bust hell wide open, but he came into my life and saved my soul. He died on the cross. And and shed his blood for my sin and your sin. And he rose on the third day. Tell him your story. Tell them your story. Let him know who Jesus is. Let him know what he did for you. How he picked you up out the muck and mire. How he turned your life around. How he gave you meaning in life. How he gave you purpose in life. How he gave you value in life. Let him know who Jesus is. It says that tell them. Be a witness. Tell them. Who Jesus is. I remember when I was at Kettering and my children, my daughters would come to services and we would go out to eat at a restaurant at the service. My wife and, and my children, we would get together and we'd go out to eat and we'd go to this restaurant to eat after service. And one Sunday we sitting in service and um, I mean sitting there in the restaurant and a waitress come up and I say, hey, let me ask you a question. How long you been working here? And she said, I've been working here four years. I said, okay, you like it? She said, yeah, it's good. So she took our order and she came back with our order. And I said, I see y'all got a lot of church people in here. And the reason why I knew it was a lot of church people because it was on Sunday and they were all dressed up. They had on they, they Sunday finest, their Sunday best or whatever. So they all dressed up in their suits and ties and lapel pins and everything, and they dressed up to the T. And I said, yeah, I see y'all got a lot of church folks in here. She said, yeah. She said, every Sunday is packed with church people. I said, wow, that's, that's pretty good. I said, so do you go to church? She said, yes, I go to church. She said, but, um, you know, I go in the afternoon because I work during the day on Sunday, so I don't go to the morning service. I go to the afternoon service. And I asked her what church, and I forgot what church she said. But what was interesting, I said, so are you a Christian? And she replied, yes, I'm a Christian. I surrender my life to Jesus Christ as as my Lord and Savior, and, and when you say that, you, you know you're a Christian, she's she, she been, she been taught well. So I say, oh, I'm a, I'm a brother in Christ, my wife, a sister in Christ, and my kids, we all, we all Christian, and we believe in Jesus Christ as well too. And so we, we, we continue to talk, and I said, let me ask you a question. I said, you've been working here four years, how many times have anybody ever asked you about your spiritual life? She said, never, never, in four years, In four years, she never been asked about her Christian experience, about her salvation. In four years. Now keep in mind that every Sunday, this 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 restaurant was packed with pastors and everything. Packed. And no one ever told her, told her about Jesus Christ or even shared Jesus Christ with her. Come on now. We gotta do better. We gotta do better. We, are, are, you shame, are you telling people about Jesus Christ? Are you telling your children about Jesus Christ? Are you telling your Uber driver about Jesus Christ? Are you, are you telling your friends about Jesus Christ? Or are you comfortable with them dying and going to hell? He says that here's the mission, that we be witnesses, that we tell them about Jesus Christ. We tell them about the Lord. Not only by what we say, but also how we live. Jesus says, here's the mission of the church. The mission of the church is we're going to fulfill the mission of the church. We got to rely on our power of the Holy Spirit. He says, and here's the mission of the church, is that we be witnesses of him. Third thing, and I'm out your way. He says, here's the mission of the church. He says that if we're going to fulfill this mission, Charlene, that we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Lenore, he says, we feel this mission of the uh, Holy Spirit. He laid, I mean, the, um, the mission of the church. He said, here's the mission is that we be witnesses. He said that we must be witness. We must rely on the Holy Spirit and we must be witness of Jesus Christ. Jackie and Sam, he says the third thing in this mission to the church. He said that here's the mission of the church. He says that we be witness. And the next thing he tells us is Jesus Christ tell us who to witness to. He says, now that you rely relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, now that you know the mission of the church is to be witness and let people know about Jesus Christ. He said, now this is the people I need you to go meet. This is the people I need you to go tell about Jesus Christ. These are the people I need you to go live, live out your life. That is an example of me to Jesus Christ. Look what he says. He says right here. He says, Jerusalem, go to Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to all the ends of the earth. He said, here it is, this is what I I need you to do. I need you to be witness to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. He said, "This this is what I need you to do. I need you to be a witness to me in Southeast, in Northeast, in Northwest, in Southwest, but PG County and Virginia County and Virginia. He said, I need you to be a witness Wherever you go, let me, let me sum it up, Deacon Dixon. He says, I need you to, to tell them about Jesus. I need you to tell everyone about Jesus. He said, don't leave no one out. He says, I need you to tell the people you know about Jesus, and I need you to tell the people you don't know. I need you to tell the people you like, and the people you don't like. I need you to tell the people you care about, and the people you don't care about. I need you to tell the people who look like you, and the people who you don't look like. He says, I need you to go tell those people about Jesus Christ. Who do I tell everybody? He says, I need you to tell everybody about Jesus Christ Tell everybody, everybody you come in contact with. Tell them about Jesus Christ, that he is the Savior of the world. He's the Messiah. He's the Son of God and God at the same time that he came through a virgin and died on the cross for you and I, that we may have life, that he shed his blood on Calvary Hill, that he on the cross, he died for you and me, that we may have eternal life. Tell them about Jesus Christ, everybody. Say so that we got to witness to everybody. As I was working on the sermon, I was reading some articles just trying to get some research done. And I found out in, in Christianity Today, this magazine called Christianity Today, in 2019 it says that, that there was estimate that there are 328 million people in the United States, living in the United States, United States, United States in the USA. It's 328 million people that live here. And and it's estimate that 115 million out of the 328 million are non-believers. It's estimate that out of 328 million people that live here, 115 of them have never surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. That's the estimate. Never surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. My question to you, here's my question. How many of them people you know? How many of them people you know? Is it your children? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? Is it your girlfriend or your boyfriend? Is it your bartender? Is it your Uber driver? Is it the weed man you go to? How many of these people you know? How many people you know that that don't know Jesus Christ? Is it your supervisor? Is it your boss or your employer? Is it your employees? Is it your barber? Your stylist? How how many people don't know? Is it your church member? Is it your pastor? Is it your deacon or your, your trustee? Is it the church clerk? Is it the first lady? How many of these people you you, you, you know, is it the sound people? Is it the, the social media people? How, how many of the people, is it the telemarkets calling your job? Is it your doctor or your nurse or, or those at CVS at the pharmacy or, or those at the cash register or those at your favorite restaurant? How many of those people that you, don't, that you know that do not know Jesus Christ? He said, tell everybody. He says, tell everybody about Jesus Christ. He said, tell them. Don't just sit back. If we're going to grow to reach the lost, we got to stop by telling people about Jesus Christ. We got to stop by telling people. Instead of talking about people, instead of casting people down, instead of looking different at people, let's tell them about Jesus Christ. And we have set up a great opportunity where you can witness. Because on January the 30th, We're having two ice skating rings here at Clinton Baptist Church. And this whole event, the whole mission of this event is to share the gospel. I know we're going to have fun and we're bringing families together. But our whole goal as leaders is that we're going to share the gospel with people. So if you signed up, you're going to hear the gospel that night. And we are praying that people respond. Because the scripture says it like this. If you reject Jesus Christ, he on earth and you die, which means you don't respond to the call of Jesus Christ. When you die, you're going to hell. And there's nothing else you can do. There's no such thing as purgatory. There's no such thing as a holding space while we praying for you to get to heaven. No, the scripture says clear, you have to confess with your mouth. And believe in your heart. Why are you here on earth? Once you breathe your last breath, you have no other chance to get it right with God. But today you do. And today, I extend to you this relationship with Jesus Christ. Will you surrender to him? Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Let me tell you a story. It starts in Genesis chapter 1. God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything, and when he, when he finished creating them, he said that that is good. And then he went and he said, I need to uh, let us create man in our own image and our likeness. And he formed Adam out of the dust and blew breath in him and gave him life. And then he put Adam to sleep, and he took a rib out of him and formed Eve and gave her life. But then as God told them they can eat of everything in the garden except for this one tree, they were deceived by the serpent, which is devil of old. He deceived them and caused them to disobey God. And when they disobey God, sin entered into the world. And because of that sin, because of their disobedience, you and I have been charged with the fault We we, we have been imputed with condemnation. That means everyone who's born from a man and a woman has been born into sin and shaped into iniquity. I know babies are cute, but they sinful. They born into sin. Every one of us. And Jesus Christ says, I have a solution. I mean, God said, I have a solution. I'll send my son. I'll wrap myself up in flesh, come in a baby, come in the form of a man through a virgin named Mary who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And I will come. And my whole purpose of coming, here's Jesus Christ's mission, is that you may be redeemed. That you and I may be redeemed and brought back to God. He came to make us right before God. And today I ask you, do you want to be made right before God? You've been trying to be made right before God. You've been trying to to fix yourself up. You've been trying to get off drugs. You've been trying to get off alcohol. You've been trying to get married and do things right. You've been trying to stop lying. You've been trying to stop stealing. You've been trying to do things right outside of God. But today, 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 today is your day. Today.